Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen Podcast, bringing you another movie to talk about. Yeah. Are the Phantoms getting their shit together? We'll see. We'll see. I, of course, of course, I'm one of your hosts, Rip, and I'm joined by be just when you think you're getting your shit together i interrupt you bam <laughs> we're back yeah reviewing movie number two probably, probably. for hopefully for the canon podcast <laughs> what movie is it jumpy what are your what are we doing the night house the Night House. We're doing The Night House. The Night House a on less... HBO Max. Wow. Yeah, that Night House. Starring Rebecca it... Hall. Yes, who should get some kind of recognition for carrying the whole movie. Not that it's a bad movie, but she carried it. Also, only now seeing the poster for it. Gotta say that's a beautiful poster knowing what the show like what the movie's about. Yes. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. I I saw the poster right when we finished watching the movie, and I'm like, oh, that's a beautiful poster. That is really good. Wow, I love that. I'm going to like somehow copy or save that. Uh, it's amazing. I feel like it's good. But anyway, <laughs> right. I won't even look at it. You know what? I'll just have no photo there, and the nothing space I'll remember belongs to the Nighthouse. All right. <laughs> that makes sense later. All right, so The Night House was made in 2020, mm-hmm. which is probably why it's a lesser-known movie. I say it's lesser-known because I hadn't heard of it, and that <laughs> means it was lesser-known. <laughs> I mean, technically, you're correct. I don't know if like there was a big following or something that I've never heard of, but it's the first time hearing of it. How about you? How did you discover this? Since you, Rip, are the one who brought it up to watch. I was just scrolling through the horror section of uh, HBO Max. I saw it. I thought it looked interesting. Googled it. They said it was good. So I was like, hey, Joby, let's watch this. All right. And then a year later, we finally watched it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this did... Man, I had a comparison to make, but I'm not... It's not coming to mind, but horror mystery thriller is like... That's my jam. That's what I want yeah. in movies. Like, and they did a great job at crafting this mystery, keeping you engaged, not letting you get bored, and still scaring you. It's the whole package. If, if we're giving this like a grade, zero through one hundred, what would you give? Ooh, I would say ninety-two. I would say, yeah, ninety. I would give it ninety. Yeah. It's like almost there to being perfect. If yeah. you overthink it, it's not perfect. If you don't overthink it, it kind of is perfect. Yes. And so it has start, to be a nice. We're going to start getting into spoilery realm. So if this is the the point where you don't want to listen because of spoilers, then yes, by all means turn it off. Any other option, you have to listen and we love you. Always. Yes. 
Although why you would click on, oh, today we're covering the night house in the title and like not expect <laughs> us to do sport. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not here to judge. But anyway, I, <laughs> that jumpy is. That's true. So I'm judging this movie and I deem it worthy of watching. Please go watch. Yes. Oh, and I've heard Rebecca's Hall's performance compared to the mom from Hereditary, her performance. It's like they kind of have to take their job is to pretty much put it on your on your back. Was it uh, Tony Collette? Carry the film. Yeah, carry the film because you have to act out. You have to pretty much put yourself like you're in the movie and act how you would act in that situation. And they, you know, Tony Collette, Rebecca Hall both did a fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe I have low standards since I watch Y7 TV shows from the 90s for most of my entertainment. <laughs> but her acting was phenomenal. Like, yeah. There's there's no way. There's no way. I, I can't imagine having that much talent. <laughs> it wish. just feels like you're recording somebody in their real life and they don't know. It's weird. Yeah. She's too good at acting. <laughs> she has this um she has this air about her. Maybe it's just in this movie. Um I was gonna say Rebecca Hall in general, but like she has this sense like she's gonna lose it and like yell at you, but she never quite does. Like she always stops herself, but it, it's always on the verge. She's in that like that fine line. Yeah, oh, and we see it. We see it in the beginning when she has a parent-teacher conference. That was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, so I Re- hated see it though. <laughs> Rebecca Hall plays Beth, um, a recently widowed, widowed. I said widow, not like whittling, like a widow. <laughs> Whittled down her marriage because her husband has passed away. <laughs> yes. And we bluntly get the reason <laughs> in this parent teacher conference. Well, not the reason, but what happened. Oh, right, what happened, right? Rather. There you go. So, yeah, in that parent teacher conference, um, we're, obviously you've seen this movie. So it's the scene where she's just. Some for some reason went back to work after all that happened happened. Um, probably to keep herself busy and get out of the house that's haunting her. <laughs> and then a parent comes in to yell at her about well not yell at her, but to Confront. do something worse than yelling, which is like calmly specifically accusing her of doing something wrong because her son's grades are suffering. <laughs> even though it's her son's grades and it's his job to take care of them. And these people just grade their work. If you want better grades, do better work. It's easy. Everybody. (laughs) All right. Sorry. So, so yeah, the mom comes in to yell at Rebecca Hall, um, whose character name is Beth. Beth. We're going to call her Rebecca Hall. (laughs) So, she comes in to yell at Rebecca Hall. Not yell, sorry. The calm talk. <laughs> and Rebecca Hall just loses it. She doesn't yell, though. She's just very blunt and honest. And she tells her that 
her husband shot himself in the head mm-hmm. on the lake for reasons unknown. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't come in here and berate me about your son's stupid speech and debate grade because he got a C for not doing any of his work. Mm-hmm. It uh, it really paints the picture of the character. It's not somebody that's just in grieving. Like, it's, like her personality shines. She's not taking any shit. And we see that throughout the entire movie that she's not going to take any shit. So I think, to me, this scene was pivotal of, like, introducing to us who uh, Beth is. And, like, <laughs> what, you know, just, and from there we can kind of, we understand her journey. Something we learn about her that threw me off for a lot of the movie is that she's a teacher because she lives in a $3 million house. Easy. <laughs> Easily $3 million house. Yes. It's a- On the lake. Beautiful. Built by hand. Mm-hmm. Wired recently. Everything's new. How is she a teacher? I don't know. I want to know what state she lives in. <laughs> Does she New live York. in Canada? New York. Really? She lives in New York? Yes. That's... That doesn't make sense. New York's supposed to be expensive. Yeah. Well, the filming was in Syracuse, New York. I don't know how much of that actually plays into the plot. But I believe... I want to believe it. I really do. Did we ever learn what the deceased Owen Samuelson Virgil... Uh, like, what he did? I, I feel like they did tell us, but... I just... Yeah, I don't know. I I know he had biceps. Yes. They mentioned that. Yes, he did. And he builds things with his bare hands. Maybe he's like a what's it called? An architect. Maybe. Because he had like, like a little architect yeah. nook. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah, might be yeah. an architect. They never outright said it, but I guess we can infer that. It's it's a good guess, a good hypothesis, if you will. Yeah, because that's a high paying job, right? Yeah, if you're really good at it. Especially if you live in somewhere like, I don't know, New York. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, yes, the our protagonist in this entire thing is Beth. She's going yeah. through, uh, she recently widowed, and she has to go through those stages of grief, right? One thing I did not like about this is that she spent the majority of the film by herself in the house where her husband and her moved into. And he got on, because as Joby pointed out, they live on a lake. He got on a boat. He um, went to the middle of the lake and shot himself. And all he did... Uh was leave a note and a note that we'll talk about soon because it's very pivotal. So that's a horrible place to be in as a character. <laughs> very rough place to start. And the fact that they left her alone like that is just asking for trouble. She did have a well, good support it, system. Yeah. It's. I was going to say, it's not like she didn't have people. Yeah. They they wanted to help her like her her best friend Mrs. Supermom I forgot her name now Claire 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 was always down to help 
she was annoyingly comforting. Like she's always there for her. And she seemed to not want any of it. I feel like she was alone by design. Like she did not want to be near anyone. Yeah. Like no one knew how to approach her. Probably because of her spicy personality. Yeah. But Claire knew that um, whatever Beth was going through, a good majority of that was Claire couldn't get too involved. It was just, let if Beth came to me and talked about it, good. But I know that if I kept approaching Beth about it, she's going to push me away. And I don't need that. Yep. That's not good for anybody. She also has her super friendly neighbor. Mel. For support. Mel. Yeah. He's a recently widowed person. You call men widows, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's a recently widowed old man. And apparently, Owen and Beth helped him out a lot when he was going through the grieving process. I don't know what they did, but apparently they were there for him. So he is trying to return the favor. He's just keeping an eye out for being a general good guy. Oh, so I was wrong. So a widow is a woman who goes through the death of a spouse. For a man, it's a widower. A widower? Yeah. That sounds petty. I know. It's like, I'm a widow. Well, I'm a widower. Then I'm widowist. <laughs> so. That does not sound right. Widow and widower. Er is not the masculine form of anything. That's so that's, weird. It's it's bothering me. It really is. It, Mel's a widower. The widow, <laughs> the widowiest person you ever saw. Yes, his wife passed and Owen and Beth were there for him. And... Mm-hmm. He says the same thing Claire does. He's he's there for her. Everything is not. Um, he's he doesn't feel sorry for her. He's just returning the favor. He's a nice he's a nice old man. He. Um, and he also it was knows nice. to, that he she needs to come to him, and not he can't be pushy for to her. Yeah, it was nice to see her respond. Like. Uh... You know, not coldly to somebody. She was actually warm with him when they first met. Or not met, but like first talked in the movie. Mm-hmm. And before that, even with her best friend, she was being very cold. Very, you know, shutting people down. Like lots of head nods when they were talking, you know? Yeah. I mean, we did see her on the day of her husband's wake. So I, I guess that's a really desensitizing kind of experience. You're not going to be showing a lot of emotion. You're probably going to be inwardly suffering or thinking. Yeah. Her. Now, this other scene is also pivotal, but doesn't give us the insight to Beth. Uh, and Mark, it kind of gives us more of an insight to Owen, but we kind of we we get we get the point. Not the point. We start getting the things are unraveling, and that's when uh, Beth goes out with her coworkers and they start drinking. Yeah. Um, at that point in the story, it's been pretty well established that something's going on in her house. 
that like she's she's being visited by something we don't know what it is and that's the big mystery of the entire movie it's just to figure out why is all this spooky stuff happening is it just you know grief getting to her mind is it a mixture of like lucid dreams and sleepwalking or whatever Mm -hmm. um it could be anything so she's suffering from being haunted by something either her mind or a ghost let's let's talk about that for a little bit before we we touch the scene um like something did happen in her house in the beginning and it's very slightly she she hears a knock Hmm. and she goes downstairs to check it out and there's no one at the front door and this is like the worst house (laughs) to be you know like everything is open it's so i don't it doesn't feel like protected they got bay windows yeah it's a Mm -hmm. yeah it is an open concept and she thinks the uh, the knock is coming from outside so she opens the door but then her gut tells her to look at the what you got i guess the basement so she opens the door downstairs and this is when something eerie happens she's in the reflection we can see the silhouette of what looks to be her husband and then she closes the door because the door has a window like that you can peer through so she closes the door and she looks to where her husband's reflection would come from and there's nothing there so we know something's wrong and this mm-hmm. gets brought up in the and when she's out with her co-workers because they she asked do you guys believe in ghosts she she kind of asked this out of the blue. They were talking normal at the bar with your friends, drunk talking or whatever. Very whatever. How's the weather? How would you guys up to? What do you like? What sports game or whatever people? I don't know what people talk about. Well, they were talking shit about their uh, their boss. <laughs> talking shit about your boss. That's the next thing that people do when they're drunk. Um, And she wasn't really participating. She just came out of the blue with this brand new topic. Yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? And everyone immediately at that table did some good acting. They they <laughs> put on a facial expression that said like, "Oh, her husband just died. And she's asking about ghosts." Yeah. And Claire, being the best friend that she is, says, "Yes, she does." Even though we find out later she doesn't, but she does. Mm-hmm. Everybody at that table didn't believe in ghosts right except for her yeah they're just like there there was like a debate about it and this is when she opens up about her husband because a little too invasive for my liking but they were blunt about their questions and like how did they find his body did he leave a note you know they they started asking more and more invasive things and one of them said, well, she wants to talk about it. She keeps bringing it up. Yeah. And that that did make some sense. I don't think I'd be as bold as to ask the things <laughs> they asked. Yeah. But she was trying to talk about it. Like, I, I think that is what she wanted. I mean, asking a drunk recent widow about her husband's suicide in a bar feels wrong. It does. But they didn't bring it up. They weren't yeah. like, hey, so your dead husband, huh? 
crazy world. <laughs> the she was just like, "Hey, my husband killed himself. You guys believe in ghosts? I think my husband's haunting me in my house." Yeah. Like she's she's trying to talk about it. She is. And it'd be it'd be kind of rude to ignore her or change the subject because she's clearly trying. Like I would I don't know what I would do in that situation. Yeah, uh, just you know, I guess you gotta ask the, the small things like or ask about her. Like how I don't know, that's my approach. Like, are you okay? Is everything good? Like how do you like how are you how are you? Mm-hmm. You know? But wanna see a dead body? <laughs> I saw one already. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the important questions was the note because Owen left a note and it wasn't anything crazy. It was, you were right. There is nothing. Nothing is after you. You're safe now. No XOXO Owen, as Beth put it. Just that. And she doesn't understand. At least she says she doesn't understand. She pulled his note out of her bag. Yeah. And somebody notes that like you're just carrying that thing around. Yeah. <laughs> um man. That was one hell of a scene. Yep. I think that scene is where I knew this movie was gonna be really, really, really good. <laughs> yeah, it really it, showed the acting chops of those four people, but especially Rebecca Hall. Nah, her facial expressions were on point. I could I could read everything she was saying just by her face. Yeah. It's, it's like she's been waiting to get this out and she can't she doesn't want to be emotional about it so she's being like in this like roundabout way of talking about it she she nailed what it looks like when like a drunk person is really thinking hard about something mm-hmm. she has like her eyes slightly open they're red because she's not blinking enough <laughs> and she's i don't know she just nailed it like i've seen that expression on people's faces before <laughs> I know she's an actress and like that's what she does. I shouldn't be amazed by it, but she's really good at acting, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. So then we learn the story. Owen went out to the middle of the lake, put a bullet, shot himself. Um, and left a note that uh, you were right. That there's nothing. Nothing's after you. You're safe now. And when she, uh, Beth wasn't pressed on the subject, but she did bring it up to Claire when Claire took her home to take care of her. It's like, no, I know exactly what he was talking about. There is nothing because I died when I was, when I was 17, got into a, the car, I got into a car with somebody, car flipped over, uh, my lungs were crushed. I had to be helicoptered out of there and I was dead for four minutes. And what I saw was nothing no light at the end of the tunnel as much as as hard as i tried to think that there was but the truth is there was nothing and yeah and that is something that her and her and owen her husband her late husband would argue about because he didn't believe that he was very adamant that there is something in the afterlife there is an afterlife there's not nothing and don't he think had his like reasons that. for yeah. thinking that. Yeah. And so she, the parts, so she understands the first two part. There is nothing. But then, and the part of nothing is after you. So you can interpret it as like, you're right. 
there is nothing. There's nothing afterwards. Nothing is after you, maybe after you died. You're safe now. Yeah. In this moment, you're fine. Like, because after you die, there's nothing. But it does raise the question of how did Owen come to this conclusion? And one thing that drove Beth crazy is that he always seemed like this this optimistic person. And then him killing himself just came out of left field and she didn't see it coming. But as we learn that uh, much like Beth has been doing, Owen used to sleepwalk. Yeah, and Beth was sleepwalking. Is sleepwalking contagious? I don't think so. But it is not. <laughs> Beth thinks Beth thinks it was because she started doing it. And that's when we, the viewers, know something's not right. Hmm. So was it maybe just sleep paralysis the whole time? Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, that's right, right? That that was what You heard of sleep paralysis? Sorry, let me explain it to you. <laughs> It's when you go to sleep mm-hmm. and then your mind wakes up, but your body does. <laughs> and sometimes you can be seeing things and hallucinate. This is part of the whole drunk conversation that I loved because that is the hatch all explanation that even, you know, I always think that that's my first thought anyway, whenever I hear a ghost story. Or an alien story is just it's sleep paralysis. It's a very popular catch-all explanation for supernatural things. Mm-hmm. And I love that they brought it up here. And I like how pretentious the guy was <laughs> when he was trying to explain it to her. Because it probably does come across as that. Because everyone knows what it is now. It's not this niche thing that nobody he- has heard of. <laughs> Mansplaining. Yeah. We talked about it once on the podcast, and then I learned from you, apparently, that it's caused by lack of water, like, lack of hydration. Yeah. It could be. A lot of people will argue with me. (laughs) I don't know. I'll believe it. Anything to get me to drink more water. (laughs) I don't know, man. I drink Gatorade and coffee all day. I don't understand why it would be dehydration. It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Do we do fun facts at the end? We do it whenever we feel like it, right? <laughs> X-Men Days of Future Past had a character called Toad. We've seen Toad in some of the X-Men movies before. Toad was played by your boy, Owen slash Samuel from Oh Arcadia. my gosh, no, don't tell yes. me that. Don't yes. Me. Yes, sir. What's he doing? What happened? What's he doing I don't know. with his life? Why? I don't... No. That's a good movie. That's a good movie yes. to be in. Days of Future Past was a good movie. I have to rewatch. I think I've seen it once. So I want to rewatch it looking out for him. <laughs> anyway, back to Rebecca Hall's amazing acting. Yes. Well, I guess we can open. So now we got a look into who Rebecca is. I mean, sorry, who Beth is. We got to look mm-hmm. into the the prequel, I guess, the story behind what's going on now. So now we have all that. So now... We can, I don't know, pull the curtain from Owen. Because Rebecca starts, I'm sorry, I keep calling her Rebecca. <laughs> Beth keeps, um, starts digging. She finds a picture of a woman on her phone and she shows it to Claire. 
she's like that is not that is not me and Claire's like dude that looks a lot like you and Beth is like (laughs) I know that's not me because I don't have that blouse and Claire says something very important what you can keep digging like stop stop doing this yourself because if you keep digging you're gonna find something about him that you may not like and maybe this is you searching for a reason to to lash out to be angry at him but no good can come from that just remember who he is now the digger you deep the more that disappears the deeper you dig <laughs> or the digger you deep did i say that yeah you did the digger <laughs> you deep deep Digging, that's I'm, gonna be i don't care <laughs> i thought you were gonna say i don't believe it <laughs> i didn't say it. we have a recording <laughs> i'm gonna say it from now on the digger you deep thank you the harder the, the follow you harder the follow you hard yeah <laughs> so it's late <laughs> i'm not gonna get over this i'm not <laughs> sorry i'm gonna laugh about this for a little bit um, you know Owen's name is Evan Jogmini Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> he he's clearly from Germany. John and Kelt. John and Kelt. Johnny Kate. Oh, that's an I. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Kate. German has to be. <laughs> he is picking really good projects. This Evan Johnny Kate. <laughs> Yeah. He got Archive 81. He picked a great horror movie. He's running a risk of typecasting himself as the evil white guy. But he's picking great stuff. I want to see what he does next. Ooh, also, we got, we got some films that we could watch. From um, him? Well, we got a film. Um, the Days Empty Man. Past. Ooh, The Empty Man. The Empty Man. Oh, he was in Broad that. City. Look at that. Look at that. You, Who says nice. he's being typecasted? He's good. This guy... Has quality. <laughs> he's a serial killer in France. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. I but, guess Toad is is out there, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, so yeah. God, I don't, I don't remember Toad in that movie. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so Beth finds the phone, the picture on the phone, and then she starts doing the digging deeper, and. On his computer, she finds a folder called Other. In that folder, it's just a picture of a bunch of other women. And they slightly resemble Beth in some way. <laughs> That's rough. That's rough, Rebecca Hall. Yep. I'm feeling for you. Even if you weren't acting amazingly, I would feel for you. So now, now we get into the anger. She's angry, right? She has a reason to be angry. Oh, yeah. I don't blame her. Mm-mm. So now she. I, so what did she I do? I want to say us? before. Hold on. So when they had the one photo, mm-hmm. I was even though I already knew Owen's a bad guy just by who's playing him. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, but maybe he took that one photo in his phone or whatever mm. to be like, hey, honey, like see this picture? Doesn't that look just like you? 
<laughs> and she he just never got around to telling her about it. Yeah. I know it's not going to be that. I mean, that's so that's such a mundane answer to the <laughs> mystery of why he has this photo. But it seemed like the right answer. It's like what Claire said too. Uh he didn't he's not alive to defend himself. So Jumpy yeah. and I had to do it even though we know <laughs> that it's not <laughs> it's not that. It's going to be something. Oh yeah. So if this was a normal movie, Beth would have been pissed. Beth would have tried to probably track one of these girls, find out who they were, and interrogated them, and that's this will be it. You know, she gets pissed, finds out her husband's a cheater, and then uh, life goes on. Then she exercises his ghost to hell. <laughs> but that doesn't stop the hauntings, not does it? In fact, in one particular scene, um we kept keep hearing we get a text message from Owen and at it says come downstairs and at this moment the music turns on from downstairs so she goes it downstairs was, I think it's her wedding song yeah and it says come downstairs so she goes downstairs I believe no she starts asking if that's really is it Owen, is that you? And she looks outside and she sees us naked Owen standing on the <laughs> on the on the lake. You didn't have to do that to <laughs> Evan Johnny Scooters. I know he's from Europe. But you just you just can't let him be stark naked for no reason in a movie. Yeah. Which, I guess that's how he died. Yeah, he why died, did he die like that? He died naked. He killed himself with his clothes folded, folded neatly, but we don't get an explanation as to why. Maybe there's something about that I, I didn't pick up, but that that's a fact because... It's probably <laughs> some psychological thing. Maybe. But, uh, but there was one thing. Um, at some point... In her dreams. So, the night she went out drinking, Claire, not Claire, Beth, um, was walking around a different house, and they told her to open the door, um, and she opens the door to her house, and then she wakes up. It was weird, right? Mm. And then... She wakes up somewhere random. Yeah, and it's like... This is like an opposite world. Like every it's everything's reflected over. And a voice told her, open the door. And we see this many times, a voice talking to her when she's in her dream state. But every time she wakes up, she's not in her bed or where she slept. Sometimes even losing track of where she slept. So something's happening. And we all suspect that the house is probably haunted. But is it haunted? I don't haunted? know. I think it's sleep paralysis. <laughs> is it haunted by Owen? Or is, or is it haunted by something else? Could have been built on an Indian burial ground for all we know. Perhaps. Maybe underneath there is an ancient cult room to summon <laughs> Kellogg. Mm. They are in New York. That's true. That is New York. There's so many parallels to Arkham 81 that we could have made. 
and we didn't do it. <laughs> Just that one time. That's it. Yes, that's it. We miss you, Archive 81. But. Hashtag Archive 82. Spread it around. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so these hauntings start becoming more and more. Rec- I don't know. Happens more often, I guess. And I've, I think ever since she, the, the voice that opened the door and she opened the door is when it started happening more often. But yeah, guess what she finds? She goes digging. She finds a box of brandy. Sorry, a box filled with bottles of brandy. And she just keeps taking one and starts drinking. You know, which isn't normal. She's trying to numb the pain, but she, but she also makes note that this is what Owen liked to do. He drank bourbon. Was yeah. it bourbon? Yeah, it was bourbon. Is bourbon derived from corn? I think it is. <laughs> I have to look this up. I have to look it up. I think bourbon's like, like the alcohol is distilled from corn. I heard that like the other day, and I was just like, that's crazy. <laughs> It's made from corn. How does it age? It must be disgusting. <laughs> barrels. They put it in barrels. And they shut it tight. Yeah. Bourbon is derived from corn. In wow. case you didn't know that, you're welcome. <laughs> so, Beth Beth Haunting started with... Um, not started. Sounds like a last name. Beth Hauntings. She, mm-hmm. she saw footsteps from the boat to... The gate that was open in her house. Something's going on, and she believes it's own. It might be the spirit of Owen, which also another reason why she she wanted to bring up ghosts. But when she came back that day, uh, the footsteps were gone, and she asked Mel if he did any cleaned up or did anything, and he she's like, and he's like, no. But if you want me to get rid of the boat, I will. And she's like, not yet, not yet. He's like, okay. So, I mean, that was nice of Mel to offer. I like his involvement in the story, and I like that he's not dead. Because hmm. I, when I saw the nice, friendly neighbor, I was like, oh, no, they're going to yeah, kill him. Like He's, he's going to come, come over to help, and, and they're going to kill him. Yeah, I was so scared for that. <laughs> um, but he, he's interesting because, to me... Claire and Mel are the support systems, but Claire's blind to everything. It's just being a supportive friend, but Mel knows something. And we get our first peek at that when, um, one of the, one of the nightmares that, that Beth has, has her peering across the lake into another house that looks just like hers. And when she gets over there, the voice tells her that she's dreaming, but she sees Owen, with another woman. In fact, she's several women. So she takes it upon herself to cross the lake, take a hike, see what's going on. And she bumps into Mel, who's walking his dog. And he's like, what are you doing here? Just going out for a hike? And she's like, I don't know. Like, I swore I saw the other night a house across his lake, and I'm looking for it. And Mel's like, nah, I don't, I'm not liking this. Just, Whatever you're doing, just come back. <laughs> come over some sandwiches, all right? Let's just 
have some fun. You know, like this this is hang out. Get your mind off everything. That worked on me. <laughs> I don't care how sad I am. I'm like, I can go for a sandwich. Yeah, okay. Oh sandwiches are great. <laughs> so ham sandwiches. <laughs> ham sandwiches? That's interesting. There was something that I really there was something we were watching that had to deal with ham sandwiches and that's why I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Anyway, right. what were you saying? <laughs> so man, the movie really focused on Beth a lot. So it's hard to like not talk about the plot as we're talking about Beth. Because like we learned everything about her. Like we learned <laughs> her whole personality through the whole thing. <laughs> like I guess we're 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 kind of evolving into solving the mystery. Yeah. So, I guess that's what we should talk about. Like, mm-hmm. Beth, the big mystery is who's haunting her. Mm-hmm. Um, we sort of figure out that it's Owen, but then we have to figure out why is it Owen? Why did Owen kill himself? And what's he hiding? Yeah. And that led us to this house that you're talking about now. Yeah. And Man. we get a huge reveal in this house. Yep. But it doesn't solve all the answers it just adds more questions which is what good mysteries do they make you ask a million questions or they solve everything at the end yes or most (laughs) and she finds in this house that's just built it's no furniture nothing no tiles just the wood paddlings up and she recognizes this house as like um uh, she doesn't recognize it but it's almost like he built the house for her or something. Something about it. But um, he... Oh, I don't know if you mentioned it, but this forest across the lake, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to build here. Yeah. It's like against the law. Yeah, because it's county property. Mm-hmm. So she goes in, Tech- <laughs> finds this house, and finds occult books with... Owen's handwriting in it and she finds a statue with needles going through of somebody of a what looks like to be a woman bent with her hands behind her back and on her knees and folded mm-hmm. and it, it just looks like there's there's rebar going through her it was <laughs> like metal swirly sticks yeah it's called rebar, right? I don't know. We're learning lots of words today, guys. <laughs> so, <clears throat> favorite one was Johnny Kit. Evan, Johnny Kit. So, like, I don't know about you, Jumby, but if I went to an abandoned, uh, mysterious house in the middle of the woods and I found this statue, I would have got the fuck out of there, stopped asking questions, sold the house, move on with my life. I would have gotten out of there when I found the abandoned creepy house. Like, oh, it's there. Bye. Okay. Something's not right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me just turn around. <laughs> I wouldn't go exploring into it. I guess maybe the curiosity she felt of how the hell is there a replica of my house out here. Mm-hmm. Maybe she thought she was dreaming. Because goes... it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, But he... Uh, as soon as she finds the statue, she immediately goes to Mel. She's like, nah, nah, you know something. You told me there was no house. I found a house. And 
he's like, look, I got to tell you something, and I'm not happy about it because I wanted you to remember Owen as a good person of who he was, but clearly you're just going to keep digging and digging. There was one night I was just walking around, and I saw Owen with a woman who looked like you. And um, I called out to her because I thought, <laughs> I thought it was you. But it wasn't. And Owen kind of just downplayed everything and told, said not to tell you anything. And I wrestled with the idea of telling you, but then he came over that night drunk with mud all over his boots and just saying, look, I have these urges, but they're gone. I can take care of it. And he walked away. And from then on, everything seemed fine. But then, eventually, he killed himself. So, I guess everything was not fine. <laughs> but he didn't yeah. know how to tell this and process with to, to Beth. And, uh... Beth just at this yeah Beth at, at, at this point in the story we think we know everything yeah all right he's a cheater he's cheating with these random women and for some reason he's into the occult yeah. which didn't surprise anybody who watched archive 81 <laughs> so we think we have everything figured out he killed himself probably because he was guilty and now he's haunting her because he's an occult member and he found a way to make a ghost of himself or something. Hmm. That's where the story took you so far. Yeah. But it's so much crazier than that. Yeah. Like, and there ha there was nights where she would walk out to the lake and she would see footsteps like with the water coming towards her. And so... And she would close her eyes and feel the presence. I wasn't convinced this was Owen's ghost or anything like that. At this point in the story, I think maybe something happened, you know? Maybe he was dealing mm. with some occult and found a way to go to this mirrored world or something. And he was just trying to bring her to the other side. I think I was buying that it was Owen. I just had a really low opinion of Owen. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, he's an evil guy. At what point does she discover what's underneath the house? Oh, wow. Because as soon as she finds out about the book and then the uh, uh, the books, the statue, and then this other woman, she starts going through more of uh, Owen's laptop. And she... What was it? She just learns... She learns a lot of stuff from his laptop. Yeah. Um, and she also learns a lot from the books that he had in that place. Yeah. Because more than one of those books came from the same bookstore. Mm -hmm. And I forgot the name of the bookstore. But <laughs> it's some New York bookstore that's still open. One other thing, though. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> she did look through his notes for the architecture of the house. Sure. And she was finding, she found a drawing of the, the voodoo doll. She did also, and didn't make sense to her at that point, but now it did because she looked back on it. And she did find reflective 
reflective um, blueprints. So now something's not right. She looks through the books and um, yeah, that's where we all learned that he was part of a cult. Um, The statue is supposed to represent something, but one thing that we noticed, if you start looking at what's being like, what's on the books is that the voodoo doll is used for trick trickery to trick something even in owen's notes on the book he's like oh basic tricks um like reflective you know like mm-hmm. all that's traps so so there was something peculiar about it it was like wait these doesn't seem like he's trying to summon something and it's but it's easy to miss if you're not like you know, because they don't really explain it to you. They just kind of show it to you, and then they take it away. But if if you like pause it or you really, you know, fast reader, you can catch there's something more going on here. But we still chose not to believe that he was on. He was up to something. <laughs> I don't know. I think Owen was up to something. <laughs> and, I didn't trust him. And she kept getting warnings from Claire: "Don't pursue this." But she did. She went to the bookstore. And she was looking for any more books that he was going to buy or anything about the author. Anything that can get her. But something catches her eye. She looks over. And she sees the same woman. The original woman that looked just like her that was in a blouse. In the bookstore. And she goes over, and we're introduced to Madeline, who is somebody that Owen knew and she knew. And being confronted by this, <laughs> to the point where even Beth is like, like, Madeline is like, oh, um, like, I, I, f- I don't feel comfortable with this conversation. And she's like, well, you better feel comfortable because you fucked my husband. And she's like, we didn't fuck. But they did make out, <laughs> and they did kiss, and that was it. And she reveals that later, though. Yeah, she reveals that at the house, right? Yeah. At this point, Beth goes to Claire, tells her all this shit, and uh, Claire's just dumbfounded. It was just like, I don't know what to do next, but don't like it sucks, but dude, stay here tonight. Don't go back in the house stay here for a while something's not right in that house it keeps triggering you it keeps getting you to to um, to unlock all these secrets from your late husband just let it go sell the house stay here with us you know i'm not even gonna put a limit on it just stay here and beth is like you know what fine i'm gonna go home i'm gonna pack my stuff and I'm going to go rent a hotel somewhere. And Claire's just like, no, no don't don't even do that. Don't go back there. Just, I'll lend you some clothes. Yeah, just stay here. And Beth's like, no, I'll be fine. And Claire's just like, I love you. And the desperation of Claire just trying to, like, keep her friend safe. Because clearly something's not right. And Claire feels it. And it's either going to end with... Claire, I mean, with Beth getting hurt or hurting herself. 
and Claire doesn't want to see her friend go through that. So, but Beth goes anyway, and she gets, she starts drinking, she starts shouting to Owen. She's like, "I'm leaving, I'm leaving." If there's anything you want me to want me to know, tell me right now, because I'm leaving the house. And um, nothing, nothing at all. But then she hears a knock, and she goes outside, and it's Madeline. And Madeline's like, oh, I didn't think you'd be home. And Beth is like, then what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> also, how do you know where my home is? Because in their conversation, she said she barely knew the guy. They only met like once. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Uh, but Beth invited her and poured her drink for her. And Madeline's like, I ordered a drink. So order a drink, pour a drink is, yeah, what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they Ubered a drink in, and then <laughs> they started chatting yep. about their common interest, Mister mm-hmm. Owen. <laughs> and then this is where she reveals, "Hey, we had a fling. We didn't sleep together. I swear, but I wanted to." Because obviously she didn't, she wasn't doing a good job explaining it, but she obviously didn't realize he was married or anything like that. Like, okay. And they kissed before. And apparently, as they were kissing, Owen tried to get kinky Mm -hmm. and strangle Madeline, you know, do a little bit of choking. But Madeline swears that she made it clear she wasn't okay with that. And he got embarrassed and stopped, and everything was fine. Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought he was choking her too hard, and she said stop. And then he's like, okay, I'll stop. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that must have been embarrassing. Because <laughs> he thought she was into her kink. At least that's what we thought at the time. And he misread the situation. Oh. Why he stopped, I don't know. And I don't think we'll ever know. Honestly, it sounded like Madeline was like kind of like, yo, like if you're into choking, that's cool. Um, <laughs> uh, but that was a little too I, I, hard. <laughs> but yeah, something well, about Madeline had him stop. What made him stop? Conscience? Conscience? Yeah. yeah. Has to be. So, and this is the same night I think that he went to Mel's house drunk. Mm-hmm. So, um, they leave. Oh, and Madeline just says, I, like, I took a nap at work and I just had a dream about this house. Something told me to come over here and I just did. That's that's not cool. (laughs) So, Beth is like, all right, um... Owen, why'd you bring this girl over? You know, like something's weird. But the only thing she could do is take a shower and she hits depression. She just starts crying. She doesn't care. Madeline goes home. Madeline does go home, yes. She does not join. (laughs) She she leaves. They wave goodbye to each other. Yes. She goes home on on her merry way. Yeah. She's safe. And... uh, 
Beth takes a shower. Hot shower. Eric, <laughs> all the fog is there. What? Uh, yeah, a very foggy hot shower, and she puts on her robe, sits down, and starts crying. Oh, would I miss right. you? Oh, please come here. Where are you? I need you here. I need you here right now. And she looks up, and her eyes grow wider. She sees the words here, typed out <laughs> with it with a finger, <laughs> written out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> written out. Uh, on the using the the fog of the or the steam rather of the mm-hmm. the mirror comic sans is the font that they typed it out but before this she had made a call to claire she just she she couldn't hold it in she starts crying but she promises that she's going to be okay and then she's going to go um going to leave she promises this and then she's, that's when she breaks down and starts talking about how much she misses Owen. And then she goes, she she, she sees the writing on the, the mirror. It says here. And she's like, oh my God, it's Owen. And then all of a sudden she starts feeling the being caressed up and down. She's, um, she turns around. She sees that there's water droplets walking towards her she feels There's footprints yeah um she feels the air and eventually she hits solid like she's touching the the camera her fingers are being indented as she's touching something's there really cool effect yeah and it has to be and it's like oh she's she's in love it's caressing her up and down she loves it she's being held she gets um uh, pushed up against the the sink, and then she's like, "Owen, oh, is it really you?" And then we hear the voice that's been talking to her all this time, and it tells her no. And she's just like, "Oh no!" And she everyone's runs. like, "Oh no!" <laughs> the whole audience is like, "Oh fuck!" And this is crazy. Yes, and she runs to the door. It slams. Uh, she screams, and she gets pushed back to the sink. And we're thinking, "Oh no." Please don't go this direction. No, I don't I want didn't, this. This is it's giving off very evil dead vibes and I didn't want it. And then I think she had looked in the mirror and in the mirror it wasn't her reflection, it was a different woman. And then we see Owen come behind this woman and bash her head against the mirror. And then Beth's head gets bashed against the mirror. And then she wakes up but she's no longer in her house. She's in this other's house, this other reverse house that everybody keeps talking about. And this is where she learns about all the murders Owen had uh, committed. Did we gloss over? Yeah, we glossed over. The the, yeah, we, we, we missed she, something. We missed she, found, she found some dead bodies, folks. It's not important. <laughs> oh, we fucked this up. <laughs> it doesn't matter it's not uh, a formal recap she found some dead bodies at one point and i think she had like a mental break because yeah. she didn't tell anybody about it she just went home and this yes. is when she started freaking out my bad she after madeline left she got drunk and went to the the reverse house 
the house on the other side and that's where she, she started doing some snooping she stepped and she found dead bodies underneath the floorboards of the reverse house yes she did <laughs> and then she that's when she comes back takes a hot shower um uh cries on the phone with claire and we now we're caught up now she's seeing yeah. all the dead bodies in the um all the dead all the women that he had killed uh, how he killed them and it's the same thing he charms them sweeps them off their feet takes them to this hotel room or s- takes them to the reverse house and then kills them right before one they- thing mm-hmm. i want to say that is his mo he he takes him to the reverse house, kills him there, and that's what he's been doing. Yeah. We'll talk about the ramifications of why he was doing that later, but how come Madeline knew where his real house was? Because she dreamt it. She dreamt the address? Yeah, and something pulled her there. And now we can conclude that it was this freaking thing. Okay. And okay. <laughs> because Beth wanted a reason like give me a reason Owen to stay and Madeline showed up and she was like oh I had a dream and I had to follow it Um, that's why she was surprised that Beth was home she, she didn't know Beth lived there Um, but we get to a night where Owen it's Christmas Owen is just sitting by the fire and Beth is on his lap sleeping and we hear the voice again and it's telling it's telling uh, Owen that he needs to kill Beth and Owen is about to kill Beth he starts putting his hand on his throat and then he gets disgusted sorry her Mm -hmm. throat and he gets disgusted that he did that and he pulls it back and um, then we get the full explanation from this voice who identifies. He's like, oh, don't you recognize me? You saw me after you died. She's like, yeah, I saw nothing. She's like, no, I saw nothing. And he's like, yeah, I am nothing. Mm-hmm. It's me, nobody. <laughs> so, um, yeah, dude, Owen. Owen's a serial killer. And apparently it's to appease this voice, this this is the one, this is the voice that's giving him the urge to kill Beth because he wants Beth back. He's like, you left. You were with me and you left me and I wanted you back. And I had Owen to try to bring you back, but he tricked me. He built the reverse house to confuse me. To- can you believe that shit? <laughs> this fucking human <laughs> thinks he can play with nothing. <laughs> and he tricked me. These women, I thought were you, and they weren't. And when I asked him to do it again, he brought me another woman that looked just like you. And at some point, I just got tired of his shit. And I was like, look, give me the real thing, or I'm done. And then you know what he did? He killed himself. And he thought that would make you safe, because the voices were coming from his head. So he thought without those voices going to his head, he you'd be safe. But he didn't know that he was like I don't know protecting you by doing all that crap he probably thought that he was insane yeah 
and that there was no way he could hurt her if he'd killed himself. But little did he know, he wasn't actually, well, he was driven insane because he did some insane things, but by an actual demon. Yeah. We say demon, it's like this otherworldly evil presence. Yeah. And then eventually we see Beth on on the boat talking to a naked Owen, but she knows that's not Owen. That's nothing. <laughs> the entity known mm-hmm. as nothing. And he's talking to her. And he tells her. And we see there's two moons. There's a regular moon and a blood moon, right? She's just in, in this like other eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. looking at her. And we see that. We see a lot of the silhouettes. Like, the fact at a certain point in the movie, when she's positioned in a certain way, we see a face and it turns towards her and she freaks out. Mm-hmm. And Like, so not an actual face. like A silhouette. Like yeah, it's it's like um, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's negative space, like in the empty space mm-hmm. between. It's like if you do a cardboard cutout or something, and then you put it in front of a light, and it makes a shadow. It's like, but in reverse. Yeah, and it always turns the face towards uh, Beth. So Beth is in the boat talking to this guy, and. She's starting to accept everything that's happened to her. And he's telling her he wants her back. There's nothing she can do. Might as well do it. And this, what I find very important here is that she asks, where's Owen? And he's like, oh, you know the answer. He's not here. He's gone. So uh, I guess we'll dig deeper into that. But I felt that was important. So he's a... she has the gun in her hand. And what gun? The, the gun that Owen had and used to kill himself. And we know this is the gun because Claire, it's the morning, and Claire runs into her house because she got her message, worried, sick about her, looking for everywhere for her. And then when she goes downstairs, she looks, there's a mess of all the... Um, of all of uh, Owen's, Owen's belongings. belongings, and she finds the empty packet of where they had the gun for evidence, and then she to why her, they gave it back to her <laughs> is insane. Like I don't understand that. She runs out and looks over at the lake, and she sees Beth in the canoe by herself, and she's just like, "Oh fuck no!" And she runs over, and she keeps calling for Beth, keeps calling for Beth. And then we're back to this negative world, this reverse world, and nothing is just telling her to do it. Come back to me. I'll always be there. You know, I'm never going to leave no matter what you do. Everything is futile because I'll always be there. And she's about to do it, but she hears Claire and Claire's begging her not to do anything, not to do it. Just, just, she, she loves her and there will always be for anything you would say to someone at that moment. And at that point, Claire reaches Beth and Beth decides to put the gun down. And then we see Beth wake up in the real world. She puts the gun down. They jump off the boat. They swim back to shore. Mel rushes in. Um, everybody's holding uh, Beth, but Beth is staring daggers at the boat. And we see, as the audience, the silhouette of nothing or owen or whatever you want to look at it but we see a silhouette and 
curiously enough, Mel looks over there too, and he looks down at uh at Beth, and he's like, "Well, what do you see? Uh, I I, I don't. What are you looking at? I see nothing." And then she's like, "I know." Hmm. And the end. The big mystery was just so we're all keeping up. The reason that her husband killed himself and the reason that he was seeing all these women on the side was because a otherworldly evil presence known as nothing wanted Rebecca Hall's character Beth <laughs> back to the void where they where he comes from because she had a near-death experience and he enjoyed having her there in the void of nothingness Mm -hmm. and he felt cheated that she survived yep so then he haunted or whispered into the ear of her husband driving him crazy and making him feel like he needed to kill and drove him down the path of learning about the occult and finding a way to appease this evil spirit that's haunting him with people who aren't his wife because he loves his wife and he had enough i don't know what to call it he had it in him to go you know prey on random women that looks like his wife and kill them mm-hmm. all in the sake of protecting his wife from himself and nothing yeah until he finally realized um the guilt got too much And the real solution wouldn't be killing these other people. It'd be ending his own life so that he can't hurt her. Yeah. But nothing, the entity, nothing said that it didn't matter because he was going to find his way to her. And we do hear Beth talking to her friends that she suffered from depression. Mm. And the depression was giving her the urge to like, hey, forget it, like, um like maybe think she it took her to dark dark places that she didn't think she can come out of and owen was her blanket the person who pulled her out her rock and we get it in a figuratively and literal sense and um i mean you can take this as an interpretation of um depression depression Mm -hmm. is this demon always lurking around and even if you're strong enough to resist that urge that deep depression of you wanting to kill yourself you you resist that urge it doesn't always mean that it's gone it all nothing still was still there after beth decided not to take her own life but if you look at this movie that way, in my opinion, I think it gets too muddled. If you're looking for the metaphorical sense, you can take those lessons from the movie. But I think if you actually look at this in the literal, literal sense, as John B. explained, I think it makes a much better movie. Yeah, it makes it makes sense if there's an actual evil entity there. And it makes less sense if it's just like, OK, all the symbolism is not just symbolism it's real 
and she's going through the five stages and she's just hallucinating all this stuff. That makes it a lot more muddled. Yeah. And it doesn't make all the pieces fit together as well. It also erodes the answers to the mystery that we got because right. it wouldn't be that he snapped because of an evil entity. He just snapped in general. Yeah. Um, Which could be true. It's just like, yeah, that's a little more messy. The I mean, she was never sober when she heard the voices, right? And all the yeah. sleepwalking, she was there was no point when she was sober. She wasn't even sober when she found the bodies underneath the house. The night house. The whole thing could have just been sleep paralysis. Yeah. So yeah. I mean that's that's the best answer I could come up with. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um no, I th- the note explains to me you know like something more was going on because you can tell that he was trying to fight when those arguments they had beth and owen argued about this to the point where beth was like why is he arguing about this so passionately like that there's nothing that that there's nothing on the other side i died i saw nothing and then Owen was like, no, there's more. There has to be more. And now we understand. Like, he was being haunted by the spirit. And he um, he needed more than just, like, what's on the other side is this dude waiting to take my wife. You know? And I think they hint that there is more to life than just that nothing void. It's just that when she experienced that death... She, nothing got a cl- caught a glimpse of her and wanted her back. Why? I don't know. Like you said, like like you said, Jumpy, he felt cheated. Like he had somebody, and then it was taken away from him, and he wanted her back. I like that. That's all we got. Like. If they try to delve too deep in the motivations of nothing, um, it's gonna get a little wild. Like, it's it's a very out there concept for a villain. It's gonna be hard to understand the wants of this this highly like I don't know what to even call it like symbolic or metaphorical yeah. villain. Yeah, it's the embodiment of nothing. Like, how are you supposed to? understand or relate to the wants of the embodiment of nothing it's like um in the marvel comics they have like eternity it's like the living embodiment of all of eternity it's a very metaphorical thing but it's physically there there's like a person that looks like eternity (laughs) and that felt like this where it's just like okay like there's no way you can relate to this thing because it's so out there yeah which is why taking this it's, on a literal yeah. base it just works so much better and nothing is not supposed to be evil per se it's not supposed to be good either but this one seems very evil yeah <laughs> it's not neutral that's for sure yeah this one's definitely batting for the evil side yeah was um now i I kind of feel they went for the more like they wanted this to set up the audiences to to 
argue if it was a metaphorical or a literal thing. That's why they chose that ending. Mm-hmm. But, and you can you can argue this with me, Jumbie. Yeah. I think a better ending would have been Beth asking Claire how'd she know and Claire playing the message back and the point of her crying the point of her um, talking about the caresses that she was feeling and at the movie ends with Beth asking Owen oh, is that you and then you hear the word no and then that's that it. is super reminiscent of <laughs> 14 another million. movie yeah i knew it you knew what i was gonna talk about i was talking about so i love that movie yes we're gonna cover it one day, one day. um 1408's ending mm-hmm. the good ending where the entire experience he got a big portion of the haunting on on like the recording that he has to record his thoughts and he just plays it and even though he told his wife everything in 1408 even though she heard the whole story she heard her daughter's voice on that tape and it was completely different it's just like in the back of her head something was like oh he just had an experience it's not real and she couldn't deny it anymore yeah and i felt that like... would have been like that, that would have been cool yeah like this that yeah, we would have gotten a definitive answer. They wouldn't have as much viewings because people wouldn't want to go back and review, or like, watch the movie again to see if they miss anything to, to further oh, argument. I want to because I'm sure. I mean, if they didn't put like negative space that has the shape of a man in it everywhere, <laughs> they made a mistake. Like, they should have just done that. Yeah. <laughs> for people who like are looking really hard for it. That would have been great. Just oh. like Haunting a Hill House Season 1. Yeah. There's just like little things in the background. There's no music cues. If you see it, you see it. If you don't see it, it doesn't change anything. Yeah. And, um, but I think a definitive ending like that would have made this movie um, stand the test of time. In my opinion. I think so. Yeah. I, I think if, I think if, uh, if you leave the audience with something to discuss, mm-hmm. that word of mouth, that discourse makes the movie stick with you longer rather than getting an ending. And then some people satisfied with it, some people aren't. Less people will remember it. Less people will think about it. You will think about it less. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, I could see that. I just feel like, you know, like. I would have liked your ending. I would have liked. <laughs> But I I know that when they made this movie, I know the first line they wrote was like, when they discovered what the villain was going to be, it was like, okay, the last line of the movie has to be, I see nothing. (laughs) Or it was nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But I would have loved that no at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, um... What was that? It was nothing. There you go. There you go. Yeah, there you and go. You could have had that. You could have got had your cake needed to right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um, a lot of things. Um, not a lot of things, but I feel like reflections was an important part of the movie because mm-hmm. like 
we get this opposite world. We get the night house that's on the opposite side of their real house. Real house. Um, but I also feel like the the characters kind of have a reflection over each other. Characters being Beth and Owen? Uh, I'd say Claire and Mel are like have a reflection over each other because they're both Beth's support system, right? Mm-hmm. But in different ways. You know, there's the person who she knows very well, and then there's the neighbor. You know, they both know her in different aspects, and I think that, like, and they both help her out. So I feel like that's it's a stretch, but I think a better reflection would be Owen himself, the man she knew, mm-hmm. who was loving, supporting, had big biceps, built her a house, mm-hmm. and the man she didn't know, the dark reflection, the serial killer. Yeah. Who lived across the lake? <laughs> uh, yeah, I put that as Owen and nothing as the two like, reflection. reflections. And then the last two characters are Beth and Madeline, I would say, are reflections of each other. Madeline? Yeah. I mean, Madeline's literally just supposed to be a lookalike who's a little younger than her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And. Rebecca Hall's performance when she confronts Madeline is freaking chef's kiss. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's great. She had to portray a lot of complica- complicated <laughs> emotions of like disdain, pity, um, you know, disbelief, all these other emotions, all these emotions on her face, and she did it. <laughs> Again, she's an actress. That's what she's supposed to do, but it, she does it better than anybody I've I've seen so far. Yeah, just like sizing her up and being like, really, this is this is what he cheated on me for? <laughs> I was like looking after this movie, I've been looking through her filmography to be like, I need to see more movies that have Rebecca Hall. <laughs> um, welcome to the Rebecca Hall podcast. Mm. Rebecca she did Hall. a movie called Christine that looks interesting. Um, I think it's pretty sad. It's a true story, but she's in it. And it's probably amazing. <laughs> she was in the movie Prestige that I talk about a lot. Yes. Great Chris Nolan movie. Underrated even though everybody likes it. Still underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's in a new movie that we may or may not talk about one day. Mm-hmm. It's called Resurrection, made in 2022. It is a crime drama horror mystery thriller. Lots of genres there. Oh, see, I my note says psychological thriller. <laughs> really? Well, you see, it's everything. Yeah. IMBD seems to not know so it just gave me five different topics crime drama horror mystery thriller the ones that stick out to me are mystery and horror already has a review (laughs) really yeah is it from us no then it doesn't matter (laughs) unless you're on rotten tomatoes i'm on rotten tomatoes oh okay there you go then yes you reviewed it (laughs) Uh, but yeah um mm-hmm. i love this movie me too and i think I, it was super well done. and it i drove myself crazy trying to find a deeper meaning to it and when i finally just said you know what if let me look at it for what it is and take everything literally that this actually happened and it's actually a pretty good movie yeah i think the symbolism is there you just shouldn't dwell on it too much yeah. um because at the end of the day the villain is nothing and you can't really be overthinking nothing you're gonna drive yourself crazy that's hilarious 
No. That's the theme of the movie. <laughs> I love it. Don't you. don't think about nothing. Yeah. Stop thinking too much about nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. Nothing um, good can come. Yes. Would how would you change the ending if you would? I mean, adopting an eight a fourteen oh eight ending is pretty ideal. <laughs> so it's gonna be it's hard to beat that. Um, ending. I don't think I would change anything because I was really just happy that she didn't actually shoot. Me too. I would have been real sad and upset. Yeah. A lot of horror movies are like, oh, we're trying to make the audience feel something, so we're gonna end it as sad and um disturbing or unhappy as possible. Yeah. This isn't a happy ending, but it's not the saddest ending we could have received. She is gonna try and move on yeah. and have a life. Yeah. And she'll it's fight. still sad, but you know, it's not it's not more overly morbid to the point where like I'm sad I watched the movie. Yeah. Um Yeah. And this thing has been with her ever since she got resurrected. So it's not Is she rid of it no i mean no. It's always gonna be there always gonna be there so she always has to put on a fight um yeah and i think everything that happened in that movie actually happened i don't think she got too drunk and started seeing things hearing things oh, I think. for sure all that happened i think yeah. so because cool. the alternative is people are crazy because you could, yeah, there, you can make the case that she, but yeah, you, does she imagine all of it up? But then what about the books? What about the girl? What about um, the note? <laughs> you know? Yeah, too much. Yeah. Cool. Well, anything, any, anything you would change? nothing and the movie i mean it's kind of perfect i don't really know what i would change um i would go back in time and watch this movie before i watched archive 81 that way i would have gave owen a bit more uh, (laughs) leeway or i would have prejudged him because i already prejudged him as soon as i saw but we were kind of right even though we were wrong but we were kind of (laughs) right we were right for the wrong reasons (laughs) um well with that being said any last words, Jumpy? I got nothing. I see nothing. But we want to thank you. What we do have is thanks for joining us on another episode of Phantoms of Silver Screen Podcast. If you liked this episode, please try out any other things we have out there. Give us a like, subscribe follow just anything to show us you love us because you know what we love you and chances are we probably do the same for you that's how dedicated we are to our fan base and you know if you don't put anything if you don't like and subscribe if you don't leave a comment recommending it to all your friends that would be doing nothing and if i learned anything today it's that you should be doing something Not nothing, because nothing's coming for you. Nothing at all. Bye.